0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Monday and so we are ready for a new episode of Sheviver. Um, Super frustrating. I just got finished. I just was recording this episode and got about 10 minutes in until I looked down and realized that um, none of it actually recorded. So that's how my Monday's going. <laughs> no, it's actually not going that bad. Um, anyways, we are at the third Monday in January, which is unbelievable. Last night I was writing in my day planner my plans for today and I couldn't believe that I only have like a page or two to go. I have like two pages left in my January section and then we were on to February which is just crazy. It's been a crazy past 12 months. Anyways so on to today's topic of discussion. Um, Not really discussion because it's just me talking but Um, I get a lot of messages about my relationship, and I get a lot of compliments that Sean and I are couple goals, that we're marriage goals, that um, people just love how we interact with each other, and it's such a compliment, and I love hearing that, and I love that um, even through Instagram and social media, people can see can feel how we feel about each other. But I also am quick to tell people that we're not perfect. We have our ups and downs like every single couple. Um, however, we have learned how to ride out the storm. And so that's what I'm going to kind of talk about today. And talk about things that I wish I would have known when I was younger. I wish I would have, you know, back before I was even just getting, being interested in boys and dating. These are things that I wish I would know and things that I am going to pass on to Harlow when she gets to the age and length, Um, So that they can both ensure that they have strong relationships. Um, so getting back to Sean and I, um, one thing that we have learned as a couple in our marriage is that communication is such a top priority. And I'm sure you've heard this other places as well, that communication is key. But I think what people don't understand about that, if you haven't dug deeper into that, if you haven't gone to couples therapy, is it's not communication like you would assume it is. It's not just talking about problems and and discussing issues. It goes so much deeper than that. So about six years ago around this time was the first time in our marriage that we'd only been married for a few years at that point. Um, it was the first time in our marriage that we had come across like some really big bumps, some problems that we were like, okay, obviously we can't get through this on our own. We need to seek help. And so we decided to go to couples therapy for the first time. And it's funny because I shared in my stories yesterday a meme that I saw, and it had said how, um, rather than promoting couples therapy as something to do to save a marriage, I wish more people would know um, to to use it to strengthen a marriage. And that just spoke out to me. I just had to share that because I think that's so, so important. I think that um, people have to get past the stigma around therapy being just for people who um, just For couples therapy specifically, for couples who are on, you know, the brink of ending things, it doesn't, therapy is such a strong tool to keep you on track with your spouse. And so the first time Sean and I went, it was to get the help we needed to make our, to get past the hurdles that, um, that otherwise could have ended our, our marriage, But we've continued to go whenever we feel like we need to go um, just to strengthen our communication and our bond. And so one of the things we learned the first time we went to couples therapy was about our love languages. And if you haven't heard of the love languages before, I highly recommend after this episode, jump on Google, Google the five love languages quiz figure out your love language and get your partner to do it and figure out their love language. And actually I even did it for my kids and I figured out each of their love languages so that Sean and I could parent them better. And so basically what the love language is, what love languages are is the way that you feel loved. You find out the things that are important to you in a relationship to make you feel loved. And Nine times out of 10, well, I would say 10 times out of 10, if you are having issues in your relationship, you're feeling like you're drifting apart or there's anger or infidelity or whatever there may be in your relationship, it's going to stem from the fact that you aren't honoring each other's love languages. And so Sean and I did these quizzes and there are five different love languages Um, oh, let me just try and rattle them off the top of my head. Uh, acts of service, words of affirmation, um, physical touch, quality time, and gifts, the giving, receiving gifts and giving gifts. And so my two top love languages were physical touch and quality time and sean's two top love languages were acts of service and quality time and the first time we went to therapy our therapist helped us realize that first of all we weren't spending quality time together when when the baby would go to bed at night, we did our own things. I would take a bath and scroll on my phone. Sean would go watch sports on TV or go do a workout. And then we would just meet each other in bed later that night just to pass out. And we weren't spending any quality time together. And that right there is a big red flag because it's like, okay, well, both of you like value quality time together but none of you are giving each other that that quality time so that's missing but what we also learned from our love languages was how to love each other the way we each needed to receive love so this is so important and this is how it clicks into love being a selfless act because when you love someone, you need to give them love in the way that they best receive it. In the way they need to receive it. So with Sean's acts of service being his love language, that would mean that here's, that, here's an example I'll use for me and Sean. Because one of his biggest things is getting the cars oiled on time. And I can't tell you how many times I took a trip into sarnia to go run errands and he would ask me to please stop at the 10 minute oil change place and get the oil changed i can't tell you how many times i either just totally forgot to do it or finished up my errands and was tired and thought oh i'll just do it another day and i'd come home and the first thing he'd say is did you get the oil changed and i'd be like no i didn't i'll do it another day right there that's me cutting down his love language the way he needs The way he feels loved is when I do things of service for him. If I do something that he asks me to or if I do something that I know is important to him without him asking, that's even a bonus. My love language, my first one was physical touch. So I'm very much a person that feels loved when you hug me, when you kiss me, when you wrap your arms around me. If we're laying in bed and you snuggle up to me, that makes me feel loved. Sean, by nature, is is not um, an affectionate physical person. So what we've learned in our relationship is it takes effort. I'm not one to just think of going to get the oil changed. I'm not one... I'm, I throw my clothes on the floor. I'm really bad for that after I wear them and it drives Sean crazy. He wishes I would just pick up my clothes and either put them in the dirty pile or hang them back up if they're clean. And just making that shift and doing that, it, it makes him feel like I'm honoring his, his needs and him pushing past the comfort zone and learning to be comfortable with showing me physical affection that shows me just how much he loves me because he's putting the work in to make me feel loved. So hopefully that makes sense. So where couples tend to fall in trouble, into trouble is when those love languages are being ignored or they're being missed. If you don't know what your love language is, if you don't know what your partner's love language is, then how can you love the person the way they need to be loved? But what happens is when those love languages get ignored, you start to feel resentful. You resent the person because they're not giving you what you need. So anytime Sean and I start to feel distant, we have a conversation about it. Sometimes I do need to remind him, you have not been affectionate enough with me, lately. I do not feel love from you because I'm not getting it the way I need it. And same goes otherwise. It's same vice versa. And we make sure that every time something feels off, we communicate that. And the communication is so much more than a just, okay, well, what's bugging you? Well, this is bugging me. Well, you shouldn't have done that. Well, I wouldn't have said that if you hadn't have done that. No, it's, I will go to Sean and say, look, I'm feeling a little neglected because lately you haven't been hugging me as much. You haven't walked up behind me and wrapped your arms around me. You haven't told me. I'm beautiful lately. Or he'll say, you know, it's just getting to me that lately I've been picking up the slack with the laundry and I feel like I'm working so much and I'm still having to do all these extra things at home when you've been home with the kids all day. And that's the kind of communication that is um that'll actually get you to where you need to be in your relationship. It's helpful communication rather than just throwing out blame and, and arguing with each other. So we also, I also did the love languages with my kids because it's the same for kids. Kids need to be loved in the way that they receive it best. And so when I did it with my kids, it was funny because Harlow mimicked Sean's love languages and Lane mimicked my love language. So Harlow's top love language was acts of service whereas Lane's was physical touch. And the funny thing is I could have told you that going into the quiz that I knew that was going to be the answer, but it was fun to sit there and it was interesting to hear their answers to the questions. And the questions are um for the kids specifically they're they're like would you rather hear me say you did an awesome job? Or would you rather me say, Hey, there's a surprise I left for you on your bed today. And it just, you figure out what's more important to your child. And when you can learn to love them in the way they best receive it, you can also learn to praise them in the way they, they need to receive it. Um, to build up their confidence. And so it's a really important tool. And I just urge you, if you haven't already looked up the five love languages to do that, to take the quiz, get your kids to take it with you, have your husband take it with you, and you can all start loving each other on the level that you receive it best. And I promise you, you are going to see a total transformation in the way that love is given in your household. Anyways, um, that's all I'm going to say today on our topic of love. Valentine's Day is coming up. Maybe I'll think of some more little tidbits and relationship advice and whatnot to share with you. Because um, yeah, Sean and I, we are going on 15 years together. Married, going on nine. Yes, nine years together. 15. Wow. I just aged myself. Anyways, I am going to carry on with my day. The kids are home. They're done their e-learning. Thank goodness. And now I'm just going to spend the afternoon with my family. So I hope you all have a wonderful Monday and a fantastic week.